Hello and welcome to the Life Tools podcast. In school, we learned history and algebra, foreign languages and chemistry, but nobody taught us tools for life. How do we deal with self-doubt? What are beliefs and how do they influence us? How do we find ourselves when we feel lost? And how do we make a healthy decision? Many people learn these things much later in life, after three, four, even five decades of existence, and often the hard way. For a few, like myself, I had to learn them very early. I created this podcast to share with you the tools that have helped me greatly in my own life. They're small actions anybody can take that bring big results over time. Let's get to it. Hello everyone! It's the last day of February as I record this. To be honest, this month has been pretty chaotic for me and for a lot of people I know. And if you feel the same, here's to hoping March will be a bit better. On to this week's episode. There's an adage in the self-help world that goes, all change starts with oneself, or to change the world, change yourself first. In the past and for a very long time, Each time I would come across such a saying, I would go, yeah, yeah, whatever. I knew about the concept, but I didn't really understand it, nor believe it. Until I actually did, thanks to an incident that shook me so hard I had to take a good hard look at myself. Allow me to share with you this incident. To give a bit of a background, this happened when I was 10 years old and my little brother was two. My mom had asked me to take care of him during the summer school break. I fed him, followed him around the whole day, made sure he napped in the afternoon, took care that he didn't hurt anybody when he was pretending to be Green Ranger of the Power Rangers. Sounds pretty simple, except he was overactive and I had an explosive temper. I loved him very, very much, but I would yell at him and yank him by his shirt collar when he wouldn't quote-unquote behave. So this incident happened on a day seemingly like any other. This scene is clear as day in my mind, and it still makes me emotional when I think about it. I'm sitting on a couch, briefly lost in my thoughts. He's behind me playing. Unbeknownst to me, there's a pair of scissors on the table nearby. He grabs the scissors, and the next thing I know, I hear a snipping sound just behind my ear. I turn around, and on the floor is a section of my hair he has cut off. I am aghast and livid. I turn towards him and scream, then immediately grab him by the collar, as I always do. He doesn't say anything, but after the incident, a picture kept coming back to my mind. There was that split second just before I let out my scream when I looked at his facial expression. On his face was not malice, not mischief, not provocation. It was innocent, fun, and pride. He was trying to be close to me. He did something that he thought was fun. He didn't know that adults value their hair as part of their appearance. He hadn't been in the world long enough to have understood this. His face said, Look, I successfully cut something with this funny thing. That image of my brother's innocent face kept haunting me for years. I didn't understand how I could love someone so much and yet treat them so terribly. I felt that I had no control over my anger. I wanted to stop doing the terrible things I was doing, but I didn't know how. It was as if there was another person inside me, and if only I could grab this part of me, pull it out of my being and throw it away, I would. What I know now, after years and years of inner work, and this inner work continues to this day, 
is that when we are hurting inside, when we don't deal with our wounds, we hurt other people. I was a very emotionally troubled child and I took my anger and frustrations out on my brother and other people. Imagine you are a bottle of water and this water is polluted with dust and dirt, aka your wounds. If you are polluted inside, what will pour out of you is also polluted. To truly do good in the world, we must first clean what is inside us. And take note that I use the words dust and dirt and polluted, but it's only for the imagery. I do not mean that they are bad, because we all have them and they are a part of life. What's important is that we are aware of them and how they are affecting our actions. To continue, I understood only many, many years later that my anger came from my long-standing pent-up frustrations, two of them being the lack of freedom and not feeling good enough. Once I knew this, I began to explore the questions, what is my definition of freedom? How can I enjoy more of it? I actually did a 100-day experiment following my second episode of depression to answer these questions, but that's for another episode. What I will say here is that I began to pay attention to my desires, to when I felt happy, and I tried to do more of those things. For example, I discovered that I really loved writing and cooking, so I did my best to set aside time a few times a week for these activities. I also liked having afternoon chats with friends over coffee. There's something about the coziness of coffee shops that really calms me. And I love taking long walks alone. And to work on my feelings of never being good enough, I committed to writing a daily success list and a what I love about myself list, which I talk about in episode 1. I also redefined what success meant to me personally, not society's or anybody else's definition of it. We like to say that the reason we hurt people is because they made us angry. When I was taking care of my brother, I said the same thing. I yelled at him because he was annoying. I pushed his tiny two-year-old body off the dining chair because he made me angry. I threw my spoon at my sister because she said something annoying. She made me do it. Remember the metaphor? If you have dust and dirt inside you, it pollutes the water pouring out of you. What made me hurt the people I loved was not whatever they did. It was what was inside me, my wounds. Had I been, to stick with a metaphor, a bottle of purer water, I would have responded differently. I would have communicated my needs assertively. I would have set boundaries kindly but firmly, without exploding, without saying or doing anything hurtful. So back to the adage, to change the world, change yourself first. Is this true? Looking at the previous me who did terrible things to my brother and other people, and the me now who works with children in a completely different way and absolutely loves working with children, my answer is a resounding yes. When we take care of our wounds first, we purify ourselves. And so what naturally pours out of us is also pure. This way, we affect the people around us in a more positive way, and these people, in turn, will do positive things for other people. This is how we change the world. We all want to make a positive difference, and many of us, the first thing we think about is donating to charity or fighting for certain causes, which are all good, but we must not forget that the people closest to us in our daily life are the people we affect the deepest. So here is my invitation for you this week. Examine where in your life you are behaving in a way that you're not proud of. Take some quiet time to reflect on what's causing you to behave this way. 
What is the dissatisfaction behind it about? Be compassionate with yourself, and then ask, "What is one small step I can take to start turning this dissatisfaction around?" Working on yourself, your well-being, your fulfillment is purifying yourself, which purifies your actions and therefore your imprint on the world. So that's the episode for this week. Before I end this, I want to personally thank Astrid Dean for leaving me a five-star review on iTunes. She says it's nice to hear and learn life tools from you, Laoshir, aside from Mandarin. Content-wise, brief and powerful, but I wouldn't mind listening to you ten to twenty minutes more. I love reading your content on Medium as well. Wherever you are, I hope you are doing fine. Thank you very much, Astrid. It brings me great pleasure to know that you find the content I put out useful. I actually searched how to contact you directly so I could say thank you, but so far I haven't figured it out. So if you're listening to this episode, thank you for taking the time to write that. I hope as well that you are doing great. I have such great memories of my Mandarin classes at La Salle University, and I feel very blessed to have met the students that I met. All right, I wish you all a great week ahead. Thank you for listening. Bye.